Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Luke Cartman Show, your favorite comedy podcast by your favorite Welsh man. You know, speaking of Welsh man and Welsh men, I have been contacting the First Minister of Wales, Mark Drakeford. Now, if you don't know what a First Minister is, basically means president, you know, the leader of the country. I have been contacting him on social media, DMing him on Twitter ever since all those episodes ago where I did a bit where I was running for president of Wales and I gave a whole speech and it was a funny bit. It was a funny bit on this podcast, you know, one of the most memorable moments of the show, to be honest, you know, it was a shining moment. And I have been contacting him ever since that to be a guest on this podcast and he will not respond to my messages. What kind of leader is that? He's supposed to be a man of the people and he will not respond to the people. You know, what the people really want, Mark, is for you to come on this podcast to be a guest on the Luke Cartman Show, the number one comedy podcast in Wales. You know, I am representing the country of Wales going into the world of comedy. You know, and you shit in my face, Mark, Mr. Drakeford. Why won't you come on this show? I'm trying to get attention here. So I have to go to the leader of the country and start running off at my mouth to get attention here. And if you came on this show, it would get even more attention. My numbers would get higher. My views, my subscribers. You know, people would be surprised that I'm talking to the so-called leader of Wales. And this just shows, once again, why I should take your place. Now, yes, I know nothing about politics. I have no idea how to run a country. But let's be honest, neither do you. You're not doing a fine job yourself. I do more for the people of this country, my homeland of Wales, than you do. I lift their spirits. I build them up. I break them down. I make them laugh. I make them cry. You just make people angry. I have the ability to do that. And a lot more. So ask yourself, listeners and watchers of the Luke Cartman Show, my supporters, who do you really think should run this country? And let's be honest, I need all of you to tweet him, message him, send him a letter, whatever. Contact him to come on this show. Let's get some attention here. This is what I've got to do. I have to go after leaders of countries to get some fucking views here. I'm trying to get articles written up about me from multiple media sources, or I don't know the word, media sources, I think is the word, like Wales Online, the South Wales Echo, the Sun, all these different publications to write articles about this beloved podcast where, yeah, and you know, no one's doing it. Hey, media. Hey, people who work for like newspapers and write articles and stuff, do your job. I'm giving you content here. Write something up. Watch the podcast, listen to the podcast, and start writing articles about how I'm going after world leaders. You know, it just made sense to me. They're like, listen, if I really want to get some attention here, stir the pot get people talking, make headlines. Why not go after the leader of my country? Because everyone knows him. You know, the boomers love him. Some of them, you know, my generation loves him, which by the way, you know, I don't think I can get in trouble for this, but if I can, this is a joke. YouTube and governments are probably listening to this. Don't vote for him until he comes on this podcast as a guest. And listen, Mark, I'm not going to, 
be a dick. I'm going to, you know, keep it professional. But this is also a comedy podcast, so proceed with caution. You know, I probably will address the fact that you have ignored my DMs and stuff like that. But it'll be a fun conversation, Mark. So, Mark Drakeford, if you're listening to this, if you're watching to this, if somehow you have stumbled upon this great podcast, number one podcast of Wales, available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you come across it, DM me back, for the love of God, and let's make it happen. You know, we don't have to meet at your offices, even though that would be really cool if we could record that podcast at your offices. We can do it on Zoom. Whatever points you want to get across to the people, whatever script, you know, you want to give to the people, whatever campaign you're trying to push, Come on the show and let's make it happen because I've had about enough, Mark. You know, for once, can a government of a country, you know, just be cool with us and not constantly fuck us over? You know, I saw this new story recently. This is an example, you know, of how they run things in America, you know. This is I saw who posted this CNN, you know, I don't really know much about them, but they're a news channel and they give me content for this podcast, you know, Um, it says President Joe Biden on Wednesday announced the National Month of Action and outlined additional steps his administration is taking to get 70 percent of U.S. adults at least one COVID-19 shot by July 4th. The campaign includes a partnership with Anheuser-Busch. Anheuser-Busch. That sounds like a member of the Bush family just kind of gets left in the shadows. Um, The brewer that produces Budweiser. Hell yeah. I used to love Budweiser during my raging alcoholic days. Uh, That produces Budweiser announced Wednesday it will give away free alcohol if the nation reaches Biden's goal. This country would never do something like that. What more do you want, guys? He's giving away free beer. Which that is wild. The fact that he's trying to bargain with people to get the COVID-19 vaccine. But later, we'll give you some Budweiser. What more do you want? And there's actually an addition to this story. They're giving away Budweiser. But now other companies heard that. And now they're getting involved. Uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts announced in March it would give away free donuts to Americans who have been vaccinated against COVID-19. Four months later, the company said it has given away more than 1.5 million donuts. That's a lot of donuts. Other companies have followed suit. Budweiser has offered free beer. Junior's Cheesecake gave away cheesecake. And Nathan's Hot Dogs granted people hot dogs. So you've got... Beer, donuts, cheesecake, hot dogs, you know, literally the things that are killing the people. You think people ain't fat enough? Most people got a heart disease, high cholesterol. They're about to explode into a thousand pieces. And the government loves you so much and wants you to get it so much. Have a Krispy Kreme donut. They've given away 1.5 million donuts. That is insane. And you know what? Wash it down with some Budweiser. You still haven't had enough? Have some cheesecake. And here's a hot dog to top it off. I got to say, it's a pretty good deal. They know know how to get people right in the heart. They know how to play with people's emotions. They know that the way to the people is through fast food and beer. Because what else do people want? People, they pretend that they want to be a millionaire and live in mansions and stuff like that. They don't. They want a donut and a beer and a hot dog and a cheesecake. That's all they want. They'll let you shoot them up with whatever. Just give them the food. They know what they're doing. I will say that. Joey Biden. You know, he knows what he's up to. You know, I don't know if it was him who really made that call, but whoever made that call, bravo to you. 
I wonder like how much it actually worked though. By giving away that, like, listen, I went and got the first dose uh, recently. Not because, and listen, there's this narrative that's going around that people who don't have it are selfish. And it's ridiculous. I believe those who do have it, they're selfish. And I can say that because I've had it. I didn't do it to protect others. I did it so I can have proof that I've had it. So I can move into the new world, you know, with that proof. Because we're going to need it. The government's, you know, they're going to get us at every single angle, especially going into this new world. That world that we used to live in is gone. It's just, it, it, was a, it was a bad dream, that world that we used to live in. And now this one is a nightmare. Yes, I agree, it is a nightmare. But the nightmare we're going into, I think it's going to be a lot more locked down, if that makes sense. Like, I've spoken about years and years ago how there's going to be a point where areas... Uh, like fenced off. There's going to be military there, guarding them. You're going to have to show ID to get forward. We're just going to become more and more surveilled, more and more locked down. You're going to need specific IDs. You know, if you don't have the shot, then freedoms are going to be taken away from you. That was my motivation in getting it because I, I, know, I can see it coming. They're going to fuck us. Like, you can already kind of see it where... People who haven't had it, again, treat it to those who have, which is ridiculous. Like, if people don't want to have it, then they don't want to have it. You, you shouldn't be able to force them to do it. Like, I have zero issue with people who don't want it, and I have zero issue with people who do. It's just like, do whatever the fuck you want. But this idea that, like, you know, those who haven't are being treated differently and their freedoms are going to get taken away, and people are like shit with them. It's like, get a fucking life. Like, who cares? You know what I mean? It was a, it was a weird experience going to get it done, to be honest. It was a walk-in center. You know, you showed up. It was like, it was a weird environment walking into it. Like, the energy of the place was kind of just like robotic, if that makes sense. And, you know, I spoke to like the health board before I went there. And we've seen, oh, you need to take like photo ID and you know, proof that you work. And I was like, why the fuck do I need proof that I work? Like, if I didn't and I was unemployed, would you give me one out of the bad batch? Who knows? So I showed up there and uh, the guy on the computer, he was like, oh, what's your last name? Gave him my last name. You know, didn't have to show him any ID, nothing like that, no proof that I worked. He was like, oh, what's your date of birth? So I told him my date of birth. And I was, he couldn't find me in the database. And I got excited for a second. I was like, yes. I'm like a ghost in the system. It just felt cool. And then he eventually found me and, you know, took like my number and all my details and stuff like that. Then I had to go and like wait in line. And it was, it was just strange. Like waiting in line there, this, you know, it felt very clinical, obviously. Just like when you walk into a hospital, hospital, like all the walls are white and it's just got that weird feeling to it. And, you know, I hate needles. So I was like, oh, fuck, is this, this is going to hurt and shit now. And so I'm waiting there maybe 15 minutes, waiting in line. Then a nurse calls me over, you know, and we go into like this little cubicle with a curtain and she's sitting there. And this nurse, God bless her, she looked like she hasn't slept in days. She might have had a couple Chardonnays the night before. Like she just looks so hungover. Like you can tell she just, when she clocks out of work, she just gets wasted. I was like, okay, older woman, okay, this might go wrong. She might, you know, slip the wrong way and then jab it in my eye. Who knows? Maybe I can claim from that. Who knows? It was just weird. So we're sitting there and, you know, she's asking me some questions. Do I have allergies? This, this, and this. And I have zero allergies. You know, I'm not a pussy. I'm not allergic to peanuts. You know, if I drink milk, I won't have a stroke. You know, I'm fine. There's no allergies going on here. And... I was looking, I was thinking, well, where is it? Where, where is it? Like, I couldn't see it. I was getting a bit nervous for a second. I thought maybe I'd been trapped. And where she was sitting in front of me at her desk, right behind her, 
there was like a, right to the side of her rather there was like a just like an open window where you know someone could just walk like past her through or whatever and i'm sitting there and then like this nurse is coming past she turns around and she just like gives it to her it felt like a drug deal like it felt strange i was like oh, what the fuck i didn't really even see what it looked like i can't even remember the nurse's face that passed it to her it was just weird how it all happened it felt like a drug deal and then she has it she goes lift up your arm so i lifted up my uh shirt and she was just like put a hand in it and she just went Would you jammed it straight in. and i was like what the fuck there was no warm-up there was no lube you know she didn't talk to me like whisper sweet nothings in my ear first she just put her hand there good do straight in there you know there was no cotton had to go over it or nothing like that there was no care whatsoever she just put it straight in there it felt like an assa- an assassination attempt i could barely get our word out then <laughs> and then boom jammed it in put my uh t-shirt arm down and she was like there we go 11 weeks until i get the next one i was like what the fuck and i didn't have any side effects from it it was just like obviously because it gets shot into your muscle it was just the soreness of that, you know, because I, I got home, I was thinking, shit, right? You know, am I just going to wake up and my cock has fallen off? You know, am I going to grow a third eyeball? You know, who knows what's going to happen? You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm still skeptical of what's in there and stuff like that, because the ingredients, they give you a list of the ingredients, and stuff like that. And I don't even know half of what the fuck they are. I've never even heard of them, you know, and like I said, I'm not doing this because I'm scared of getting it or anything like that. I went through the whole pandemic without getting it. You know, I had zero symptoms of the whole thing. Maybe I had it, but I showed no symptoms at all. Like I said, the reason I'm getting it and got it rather is because of the world that we live in now and the world that we're heading towards, just the the current state of things. And listen, if it turns out that they're not going to have these passports if you can still go to restaurants, if you can still go to music festivals without it, then, you know, what can I do? Hopefully there's no long-term side effects from it, touch wood. You know, let's not hope that that's the case. Um, But that is why. Because I think they're going to limit people's ability to work, to go to restaurants, to go to, you know, festivals, stuff like that, to go on planes. You know, if you want to go on a plane and go overseas, go to another country, it can be hard for you, especially because I want to go to America and, you know, they're strict as it is. So, you know, they can, they can pull that forward. They can get leg- legislation to move that forward. Businesses might take out because they're even talking about, you no, know, like they're trying to say, they're like, oh no, we're not looking into the passports, but they're literally funding schemes to make that happen. You know, what they, like they float these ideas out there, the government to kind of see what the reaction is by the people and, you know, a lot of people are pissed off with it, as they should be, you know. But then I think there's also a lot of people who are for it, you know. It's just weird. It was uh, the whole thing. It just felt like a drug deal. And I got shot in the arm. I didn't even feel it, which is weird because I, I fucking hate needles. They're horrible. You know, for a tattoo, maybe. But even that, I, like, I can barely get through a tattoo without crying. You know, it's, it's an emotional time. There's a needle scraping against your skin. What do you think I'm going to do? Um, what else is going on the news? There's a lot of news stories happening. Uh, this is an interesting one. Jeff Bezos is set to fly to space next month on the first crewed flight of the new Shepard, the rocket ship made by his space company, Blue Origin. Uh, Blue Origin said, Bezos's younger brother, Mark Bezos, will also join the flight. Ever since I was five years old, I've dreamed of traveling to space. Bezos slash 57 said Monday morning. I love how they put that in just to like let people know. Yeah, it took 52 years to achieve his dream. Uh, said in a Monday morning Instagram post, on July 20th, I will take that journey with my brother, the greatest adventure with my best friend. So Jeffy B is going into space July 20th. And I bet a lot of people are hoping that the rocket blows up. But let's be honest, guys. People hate Jeff Bezos because he's a fucking trillionaire. That's it. Yes, maybe 
His Amazon warehouses have to have nets because people are jumping out of them. You know, but it can be hard working or everyone wants to work in a factory. I work in a factory. I would jump out of a window if there was one. You know, maybe, maybe he is tyrannical. I don't know the guy personally. Maybe I would like him if I met him. Who the fuck knows? You know, we live completely different lives. He's a fucking trillionaire going into space. You know, I have nothing. I live in a flat. Okay, so who knows? Maybe there's not a lot that we can relate on. But people hate him. But do you do you want delivery? Do you want Amazon delivery? Do you want your delivery fast tracked? Do you want to order that new set of cutlery? Some people order food even on Amazon. Do you want your delivery? Yes or no? Then we need to keep them alive. Because who knows who would take over that company? You know, maybe his wife or his ex-wife. I don't know. These guys, they get to a certain level of wealth and they get divorced. It's just the way it works. It's smart. It's a good move. You know. And also, when he's saying, uh, on July 20th, I will take that journey with my brother. The greatest adventure with my best friend. First of all, he's, he's not your best friend, okay? And if he is a sad, your family are not your best friends, especially your brothers. They're not. They're not your best friends. You know, I wish that Jeff Bezos going on this flight on the new Shepherd, take my family with you. Will you please do that for me, Jeff? Put my family on a rocket. You know, I tweeted at Elon Musk the other day. I put Elon Musk, do me a favor. Put my family on a rocket ship to Mars. They're not my best friends. Your family are not your best friends. They're there to keep you down. They are there to tell you you're no good. They are there to do nothing but annoy you. You know, I wish Jeffy B or Elon would send my family into space. 100%, I'll pay for, I'll pay for the trip. I can't afford it right now, but if Mark Drakeford comes on this podcast and my numbers go up and my subscribers go up, maybe I'll have some money and I will use that money to send my family to fucking space. So who knows what's going to happen with that? That is a ballsy, you know, that could go wrong. You know, this is the first ever crude flight as well of the new shepherd. So he's not even like sending like a chimpanzee up there to like test out the waters and see what happens. Like, don't you do some test runs first before you put, you know, the CEO of Amazon on it? Surely they got to put extra protected measures in there. If it was poor people, you know, they wouldn't care. They'd be like, yeah, it's fine. You know, there's like something hanging off it. The fire spitting the wrong way. I don't really know how ships work, so I can't describe the parts on a ship. But you know what I'm saying? Maybe they left the door open. They wouldn't care if poor people were getting on it. But when you have a trillionaire who's the CEO of Amazon, you know, there's extra measures going in place, I would hope. You know, especially if it's his ship also. That seems to be what happens. You have so much money. You know, these guys like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. You have so much money that you're like, I'm going to build a rocket, a spaceship. I'm going to start shooting shit into the atmosphere. Or into space. I'm not really sure. I don't know. I, I miss science class. You know. But who knows what's going to happen there with Jeffy B. You know, maybe he'll make it. Maybe he won't. Um, what else is there? There was another space-related story. Oh, here we go. SpaceX. I think that's Elon Musk's uh, space company. Uh, astronauts on the International Space Station are about to get a special delivery. Uh, SpaceX launched is 22nd cargo resupply mission to the space station on Thursday. Uh, the spacecraft is carrying more than 7,300 pounds of supplies, scientific research experiments, and technology demonstrations. Along for the ride are 5,000 tardigrades, also known as water bears, and 128 baby glow-in-the-dark bobtail squid. 
Both will be involved in experiments on the space station, including assessing how water bears tolerate the space environment. So what you're trying to tell me is they're literally trying to send aliens into space or they're trying to create some because I've never heard of bobtail squid and I've never heard of water bears. Like, why would you send those up there? There's a picture of them. They look like fucking, they do look like miniature squid with all spots over them and they got black eyes. Like they look demonic, to be honest. And they're trying to see how they will tolerate the space environment. I mean, what is going on there exactly? Are they trying to breed aliens in space? Because that is coming soon, guys. Aliens are about to show up. And I fucking can't wait for it, to be honest. I was a bit back and forth before thinking, you know, what if they come here and just obliterate us? We deserve to get obliterated. Let's be very fair here. What have we done that will constitute us surviving? You know, we fucked, we've shit all over this planet. We've shit all over the people. That's what human beings do. We just fucking wreck everything. You know, there's been videos of where the Navy has seen UFOs, you know, just like hovering around, going above water, then shooting down into the water. Now, some people are speculating that that could be the Russians, you know. Some people are speculating it could be China. Who knows why it is? Maybe we already have that technology. Because I have heard before that, like the technology that we have now that's like given to the public, we're like 10 or 20 years behind what we, like they've got technology we couldn't even imagine, but it's just not released to us. Like who knows what goes on in those areas, 51s and the area S4s and all these military, you know, experiments or whatever you want to call them. Like what, like what exactly are they engineering? Like could we have the capabilities to have something like that? Could it have been a drone? It could have been a drone. You know, that could go underwater. Maybe they figured that out. You know, like I've said, if we can send rockets into space, you know, if we can send cum rockets into space, then, you know, who knows? You know, and if you didn't get a cum rocket reference, it's the name of a cryptocurrency, which Elon actually tweeted about. He put three emojis. He put like the drip drip emoji, uh, a rocket emoji, then equals moon. And their stock shot up by like 30% or was it 300%? They shot up like crazy uh, percentage. This cum rocket cryptocurrency, which is a hilarious name, you know, the cum rocket. And this is another thing, another example of the world that we currently live in and the world that we're moving into is cryptocurrency. It's very interesting. I don't have any money, so I can invest in it. But... You know, I was listening to uh, the Winklevoss twins, uh, Tyler and Cameron, I believe the names are, who are the creators of Bitcoin. And they were talking about how it's like basically gold 2.0, how this, how like cryptocurrency will be the main currency and how Bitcoin is kind of at the forefront of that. And it's really hard to, <coughs> it's really hard to uh, understand cryptocurrency like i've been trying to learn about cryptocurrency and how it works blockchain this and blockchain that and you know buy the dip and keep huddling i don't really understand what the fuck it is like has anyone actually purchased something with crypto like has anyone actually bought a house with crypto so i remember when when the talks about crypto were first coming out i was like ah, i i was skeptical and I'm still kind of skeptical. People do seem to be making money, but I'm just not seeing the purchases they're making with that. You know, and listen, if it is going to be the new dominant currency, because currency and money does has changed so much over time. You know, it used to be, <clears throat> you would, you know, I'll give you a goat and you can give me like a barrel of water or whatever the fuck. You know, then it would turn into coins. Then it turned into paper plus coins. You know, then the money, while it stayed uh, paper and coins, is also digital currency, which is just you just pay with your card. You know, you have it there. And then it's moved into crypto. And it probably is the future of currency.
And, you know, we probably are going to be fucked if we don't own any. But, you know, people like me and you, the poor people, the peasants of the world, we're always going to get fucked over. But that's why you need to wake up every morning, say, fuck this and go and get yours. You know, go and get yourself out of that poor mentality. You've got to wake up every morning and say, I'm going to get so rich that I have nothing else to do but build a rocket and go into space with my brother that I hate. That's the level you need to get to. You know what I'm saying? This is another crazy example of this world now. And, you know, just how kind of, I wouldn't say how easy it is to make money, but the ridiculous ways in which you can make money. Uh, A chicken nugget that resembles an Among Us character, which I think is like a game, uh, was sold for almost 100K on eBay. A McDonald's chicken nugget that resembles a fucking game character has sold for 100K. You better get down to McDonald's right now. If you can sit through the riots, the missiles being thrown at you, and you can get to a McDonald's, buy some chicken nuggets because you might be sitting on a gold mine. What I love about this story is that that changed someone's life. A chicken nugget changed someone's life. The person who had that probably never seen 100K in their life. And they probably just went to McDonald's on a whim. You know, they went to the drive-thru. Oh, I'll have, you know, I'll have a Big Mac. I'll have some fries, Coke, a large Coke. I'll have some chicken nuggets. Why not? I'm feeling... I'm feeling good today. You know, I've been at work all day. Let's get some chicken nuggets as well. Throw those in there. And they went, they went into the car park. They're sitting there eating their food, you know, getting fat, contributing to their heart disease. And they just picked out a chicken nugget. For her, that looks like an Among Us character. <clears throat> Probably thought nothing of it, but oh, do you know what? I'll keep that. It'd be funny. Let's take a picture of it. You know, let's throw it on social media. And that caught someone's attention. <clears throat> And they made a hundred fucking K. I mean, what are we doing wrong? <clears throat> Wasn't it like a crisp, you know, a potato chip that resembled Jesus? And they made some money off that too. I mean, it's bizarre. And then you can literally work your entire life, 40 years doing slave shifts in a factory or whatever it is you do. And you'll never see a hundred K in your life. But you stumble upon a chicken nugget, you know, that looks like a character, you're winning. You know, maybe someone will find a cake that resembles Kim Kardashian and they become a multimillionaire. This world is really crazy. You know, I've got to find a way to make ridiculous money like that off something stupid. Really? Because in today's world, being good is bad. Being talented, it doesn't always work. You know, there are many examples of talented people who end up in a river, you know, because they've drunk themselves to death. They've done whatever. It didn't work out for them. They had talent. They were good. Didn't really work out. But find the chicken nugget and watch it all turn around for you. Absolutely fucking nuts, man, this world. It really is, you know. There was another news story. I I like these news stories. Uh, <clears throat> parts of the show. It wasn't something I incorporated into the show early on, but uh, I got to be honest, it's actually quite fun just to find these new stories and riff. But anyway, to the next story. This will be the final uh, new story uh, that I found. It was really interesting. Uh, <clears throat> courtesy of BBC News. Fuck you, BBC News. <laughs> Listen, I'm not trying to work for BBC. I don't care. I, I, I seriously don't care. All I want is people to listen to my podcast, you know, enjoy that. See me do stand up. Enjoy that. You know, pay me money, stuff like that. I'm not trying to get a job at BBC. Channel 4, maybe, because I do like some of the shows they have, like the Big Nasty show. That looks really fun. You know, I'm a fan of Big Nasty. I think he's hilarious. Good rapper. Been a fan for a long time. I'll come on, Big Nasty. Big Nasty, you want me to come on your show? I'll come on. You know? But uh, anyway, BBC News says, 
when a crocodile, uh, well, the headline is British woman saves twin sister by cr- punching crocodile in the face. That's what I like. When a crocodile grabbed her sister, there was only one option for Georgia Laurie. By the way, you have two first names, but okay. Uh, she punched it in the face. Good for you. The 28-year-old twins were swimming in Mexico when Melissa was grabbed and dragged underwater. That must be terrifying. A crocodile just grabs you and just drags you underwater. Um, anyway, they had gone to see the turtles when the attack happened. You know, just mind their own business. Let's go see some turtles. Let's go and see if we can get some straws out of their noses. You know, let's save the turtles. Uh they're going to see the turtles when the attack happened. Their oldest sister, Hannah, said Georgia found it unresponsive and started to drag her back to safety of the boat. Of the boat. Uh, the crocodile kept coming back for more, so she started hitting it. Now, that is balls. That is true love for a family member. But when a crocodile grabs a family member of yours and drags it underwater... Then it comes back up, coming for more, coming for all of you. It's fucking hungry. And she starts punching it in the face. That is legit balls. That is hand-to-hand combat with a dinosaur. That's what you really need. If I can give you any advice, get you someone that if you was getting mauled by a crocodile, that they would punch it in the face. To save your life. You know, I would do that for a couple of family members, really small number, but a couple of them, most of them, I would pretend it didn't happen. I'd be like, oh, what's that? And I would whistle and just be walking off. Like, I, not, what can I do? I'm not going to get eaten. Also, I have a podcast to do. I got work tomorrow. I have to be there. I've got things to do. I'm not going to punch a crocodile in the face. That is legit cojones to do that. Jesus Christ. But first of all, like, you know, you're swimming in Mexico. Surely you would have seen crocodiles nearby. Like, how surprising are they? Like, when you're in the water. First of all, don't go in the water. I, I love looking at the water. I love observing the water. It's one of the great natural wonders of this world. But fuck getting in it, because this is what happened. You walk out wanting to see a turtle, and next thing you know, you've got a fucking crocodile chewing your leg off. You know. That is absolutely bizarre. To just say, like, to, literally, to just do that, to risk your life and punch a crocodile in the face, and they both got away, okay? That, that, that's bizarre. I mean, bravo to you. I mean, she deserves some type of award, yes, for doing that. I know a lot of people who wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. You know, but what can you do? And that was the new stories. I need a new song for that segment of new stories. That was the Luke Cartman Show News. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what else did I want to talk about? There's so much going on in today's world. Where do I even begin? Oh, in terms of entertainment. There has been some fights, some fights announced, some fights have happened, you know, by two of my favorite people in the world, which I know people hate, but fuck you. Uh, The Paul brothers, Logan Paul and Jake Paul. You know, recently we had, you know, an announcement that Jake Paul will be fighting Tyrone Woodley, you know, the former five-time UFC welterweight champion who knocks people clean out. You know, Jake Paul is taking a huge step up fighting Tyron Woodley, you know, Woodley being, you know, Askren's, uh, Ben Askren's training partner. It's good. And now, you know, when that happened, the question was, where does Jake go from here? Because I've always said that you want to keep Jake winning as much as possible. You don't want him to lose. You want to keep this money coming in, you know, get him good opponents. It's all business. Jake understands that. And when I saw the announcement that Tyron Woodley is the next opponent. I thought that is a huge step up. You know, can Jake get it done? Who the fuck knows? You know, 
I would probably favor Tyrone going into this fight, to be honest. Tyrone can definitely win this fight. Let's not pretend that Jake's just going to walk in and just run through him. Willie has serious power. You know, Willie has a lot, a lot of experience. You know, a high-level striker. Way more better of a striker than Ben Askren. Put it that way. He just is. Um, but here's the thing. If Jake wins this fight, where do you go from here? How much higher do you step him up? Who could he possibly fight after this? You know, what crossover could you have? Would it be a boxer? I probably, I don't think it will. I don't think it'll just be a boxer. I think it'll be someone with a big name from MMA. But who? After Woodley, you know, this Kamaro Usman, the current UFC welterweight champion, does he jump over and get involved? You know, does he fight Francis Ngannou? You know, does maybe Diego Sanchez go over there and fight? Does Conor McGregor step in? Because that fight is becoming... If Jake beats Woodley, you could do Conor versus Jake, which is bizarre to say, but I love that he's got himself into this position. That he's fighting these guys. This is his fourth... I think it's his fourth boxing fight, Jake Pauls, and he's fighting this level of competition. Yes, I know they're not boxers, but these are legit fighters from MMA. Crazy if Jake wins this fight. Now, if Tyron Woodley fights, then let's have a Korean in boxing, I say. Let's make some serious cash. Like, Woodley's going to make more money for this fight than he's made in his career. Even his manager said that. He's going to make some serious cash here. And good for him. He's going to make multiple millions. Good. You know, Woodley's 39 now, approaching 40 at the end of his career. Let's get him paid. You know, it's good. It really is. I think, you know, Woodley should have a career in boxing after this. I would definitely watch that. I think he would do well in boxing, even at this point in his career. Again, if you match him up with the right people, which people have a problem with that, but you've got to understand, it is a business. It's a fight business. You know, the reason you get these fights, the reason why you get a Jake Paul and a Logan Paul and these other stars, like you've got the real Tarzan, who's like famous on Instagram and, you know, Ocho Cinco, uh, former football player. The reason you get these people boxing now, coming into the sport is because boxing is fucked. The promoters... You know, the people who hold the strings, they fucked the sport up. They were making the matchups that people want to see, you know. Now we have to get uh, Fury versus Wilder 3. When everyone knows the fight to make is Fury versus AJ, we're not getting that fight because of fucking promoters and these clauses and this dumb shit. That is why you get these fights. The boxing is in, ent in the entertainment era because the fights we want are not being made. So you're going to get these fights. And I think it's good for the sport. It really is good for the sport because it brings attention to it. You know, it gives opportunities to people like Tyron Woodley, to Ben Askren, you know, to everyone who wants to come over and fight. I don't see the problem with it. It's great. People are talking shit, which, you know, yeah, maybe they've, they've been training their whole life. They can't get these type of paydays. But... Understand the business that you're in. You know, you're in the business of entertainment. You're in the business of popularity. The most popular person gets paid the most. That's the model, you know. Now, I know not everyone has the ability to be entertaining. Not everyone is popular. But, you know, you can't, like, that's not Jake's fault. Jake managed to build it from him, for himself. He's generating all this, same as Logan. Like, you know, this past weekend, Logan Paul fought Floyd Mayweather. You know, I don't know what the numbers were on that, how much the pay-per-view buys were. I'm guessing they made millions. You know, he put himself in that situation. Regardless what you think about him, they've figured out a way to take their following and put it into the fight business. And they're huge stars because of it. Like outside of Tyson Fury, 
and maybe Canelo, but not even. I would say Tyson Fury and Jake and Logan Paul are the most exciting boxers fighting today. You know, and then when Mark Tyson wants to come back and do an exhibition, you know, that's exciting. But they figured it out. You know, the fight with uh, Logan and uh, Floyd Mayweather. I thought it was okay. And then people were mad. Oh, it was boring. But you hated it before. You hated it when it was announced. You were against the fight happening. Oh, Logan's not a boxer. He shouldn't be fighting. They're the same people who were like, oh, it was boring. What was you expecting? Yeah, it won the most entertaining fight in the world. But Logan went eight rounds with arguably the greatest boxer to ever put on a set of gloves. In reality, the greatest defensive boxer of all time, for sure. And Logan went eight rounds of him. Logan did catch him. He did. Now, if he was hurt or not, who knows? But he did catch him. Floyd also caught him multiple times, you know. Logan was grappling him, which is a shame, right? Because if they were MMA judges and, you know, clinches, like, really counted for something in boxing, which I don't think they do. I don't think you really get points. Or it doesn't really go in your favor if you're the person who clinches up and controls that clinch. It doesn't really go in your favor. Because if it did, Logan would have won that fight, in my opinion. If that was MMA judges, they would have looked at the, uh, the grappling and how he was winning the grappling exchanges, and he would have won. Same thing with Connor, you know, but he did get kind of stopped. Not stopped. That's bullshit. But you know what I mean? Like, um, I thought it was great. I thought Logan should be proud of himself that he went eight rounds with the greatest. You know, Logan had a moment where he just went fucking wild and started unloading on him. You know, Logan came in at like 200 pounds, I think you know, on fight day. And Floyd was like 155. So, you know, yo, Logan's young, much bigger than him. You know, even though he's less experienced, you know, Floyd, Floyd kind of risky for him too, because let's say in some weird, weird world that Logan knocked him out. I mean, all the people who were for Floyd would be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? But it's great. I like fights like this. You know, you could do a rematch between Logan and Floyd, but I don't know. I don't think Floyd really wants to do his exhibitions anymore. But I mean, if you're getting paid, why the fuck wouldn't you? I, I should get into celebrity boxing. I'm not even a celebrity yet, but I'll do it. I'll fight one of the Paul brothers. I'll fight Floyd. Maybe I'll get fucked up for multi-millions, whatever. But I will say this about Logan to close this out. Uh, the fact that he has been in there now with Floyd Mayweather, that he's experienced that. I think when Logan boxes again, I think he'll be a better boxer. I think you gain something from being in there with literally the greatest to ever do it. I think he will gain something from that and he'll learn and become better in his next fight. So there's bright things for both of them uh, in boxing. Probably even if Jake loses, like if Jake loses against Woodley, you know, I know they've got that automatic, like there's like a rematch clause in there just in case. Like, I think people are still going to tune in to watch Jake fight. I do. Now, people think he's cringy. People think Logan's cringy. It's a character, guys. That's not who they, like, they're actually good guys. Now, I've said this and people don't like it. They're like, oh, you're a... You know, you're a cocksucker. You're just licking that ass. You just, no. Like, there's literally videos you can watch on YouTube of just them talking on podcasts and all that. And you're like, oh, I get it. I get it. They're actually good guys. They're just, they're playing characters. They're trying to sell tickets, which is the right thing to do. If they were just their normal selves and not trying to sell tickets, they wouldn't sell tickets. They wouldn't be having these paydays. They wouldn't be getting this attention that they're getting. They're doing the right thing. I come on this podcast and I talk shit. I go after world leaders. I do this and I do that because it sells tickets. You know, it gets attention. It makes people want to watch. They don't want to hear you just like, yeah, well, yeah, they don't want to hear that. They want to hear you just unfiltered going off. They want to see you turned up to 11, just going for it, being entertaining. That's the world we live in. We live in a world of entertainment. So I don't know. I, I 
enjoyed it. The fight between Logan and Floyd, you know, wasn't the most entertaining, but I thought it was cool. It was cool to see him in there fighting him. It was just cool to see. And I'm really excited to see uh, Jacob Woodley. Put it this way. It's the most, it's the fight that I'm looking forward to the most in boxing. And I'm not really a, a huge boxing fan. You know, MMA is my sport. I love the UFC. Never miss the UFC. Huge, huge fan of that. You know, boxing, I would only usually watch if Tyson Fury was fighting. But I got to be honest, the Paul brothers have got me interested in boxing again. You know, I'm really, really excited to see Jake and uh, Woodley fight. Regardless of the outcome. You know, I'm happy for Woodley getting this payday. It's good for Jake to take this fight because <clears throat> I think he'll gain a lot of respect. Uh, from taking such a dangerous fight like this. He's doing it the right way. He even said himself, usually when you become a boxer, they give you 20 easy fights just to build your record. Bam, you're 20 and 0. Then they start putting you up there when your stock is built a bit more. But he's like, I'm not doing that. I'm having like a fight in popular guys, trying to make the most money, what makes the most sense business-wise, and just putting himself out there. So good for them. You know, I'm uh, really excited to see what's going to happen with those guys. So... Without further ado, let's get into one of my favorite segments on this show. One of your favorite segments on this show. Everyone's favorite segment on this show. It is questions from the internet. Question number one. If you could deliver a speech to the entire world, what would you say? I would say, ladies and gentlemen of the world, People of Earth, thank you very much for joining me today while the world is burning. Thank you for leaving your jobs, taking the time to be here. I know you hate your job, but thank you. Just thank you for showing up. I know it was hard for a lot of you. You know, many of you have social anxiety and can't even leave your house. Many of you are severely obese and can't get out of bed. So thank you all for joining me on this illustrious day. Um, I would say, listen. We've been through some tough times. Those tough times will continue. They're never going to be over. Within about 20 years, we're all going to be robots. We would have merged with technology, I think. Within the next 20 years, we'll probably be fully autonomous, if not half autonomous. We might have a robotic arm here, a robotic leg there. You know, we will merge with technology. Uh, you're going to have a chip in your neck that monitors where you go at all times. Uh, the chip will be able to read your thoughts. There'll be zero privacy. We're going to have surveillance all over us all the time. You know, the world like might look a bit more futuristic. The buildings are going to look, you know, 3D and all like shit like that. And have, you know, you can only see that in certain parts of the world. Anyway, getting off track here. Um, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is the currency. It is the main currency. That is how you will purchase a McDonald's. That is how, how you will purchase a house. There will be no genders at that point. Well, I don't know. There might even be another 80 of them. If you're a man, a woman, pansexual, non-binary, gender fluid. If you're the other kin, if you identify as a pixie, who knows? But we are moving in a direction that we cannot come back from. We've known this for a long time. And I just wanted to come here and take this moment on this illustrious stage to tell the people we are fucked. Um, and that's what I would say. I'd also say subscribe to the Luke Carter Show on YouTube for fuck's sake. Uh, so yeah, that will be my speech. Uh, next question, John. Can atheists get insurance for acts of God? Um... Can atheists get insurance for acts of God? See, I think the thing with atheism is it's not so much that they don't believe in God. It's that God doesn't believe in them. And that has led them to not believe in him back. You know? I don't know. And listen, insurance, insurance companies are the devil. You know, they'll... Like, what would be considered an act of God? Like... I'm sure I saw a video recently where uh, it was like a car park and just like a sinkhole came out of nowhere and just swallowed up all the cars. Like, can you get, is that considered an act of God? And you can get insurance for that? 
you know, I don't know, can atheists get insurance for acts, of, for acts of God? I don't know. I don't work for an insurance company. I'm not the devil. So I don't know. But I think atheists, people just need to lay off atheists. They get a, they get a bad rap, atheists. Um, it is. God never believed in them. And they're pissed off about that. And if you look at it, it kind of makes... Atheism, you know, they have a lot of good points. Like, people would probably consider me atheist. You know, I don't really know. I don't know about you're in this box, you're in that box. Who, who the fuck knows? Okay, but I don't know. Let, ask an insurance company. Can they? Can atheists get insurance for act of God? Maybe I'll phone an insurance company and find out myself personally. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, next question, John. If you see a homeless person asking for money... Do you give them any? Uh, no, I set them on fire. You know? Um, <laughs> no, I don't. Um, unless I have in the past, so they would go away. Uh, I pay them to leave. I don't give them much. Just, you know, one gold coin. Uh, not a Bitcoin, just one pound coin. I give them that, be gone. And I kick them. Get the fuck out of here. Um, no, it's bizarre. There's a lot of homeless people, you know, yes, they don't have a home, but they're just on drugs. They're just shooting up. They're just doing heroin in, like, you know, doors of establishments that is in the corner, just, you know, fucking tying one off or they're just smoking a fucking rock. Um, listen, I would love to just pay for all homeless people to be inside. I really would. Just so they would get the fuck out my way and everyone else's way. Be gone. So asking for money now. Maybe I should make them like do a trick, like do a backflip and I'll give you a fiber. Let's make it fun. You know, they get their workout in for the day, you know, and I get them up my face. Uh, so it really depends. It's case by case. Uh, next question, John. Would you rather live your entire life in a virtual reality world or the real world? Um, I would rather live in the virtual reality world. You know, this is one I've gone back and forth on many times, but now I would rather live in the virtual reality world, to be honest with you. The way the real world is, I mean, Jesus Christ, I know I sound like an asshole here, but look at it. Just take a look around, take a look at the people, take a look at how things are going on. Uh, how do we reverse this? I don't think we can, to be honest. Uh, at least in the virtual reality world, you know, you could probably have somewhat of a chill life. You know, everything you own is probably going to be in a virtual reality world. I've heard that before, where there's actually like a game that's similar to like, what was that one called? The Sims, you know, where you build a house and have a life and all this stuff, where you can actually like buy property. You can buy land. You can buy things within this game that costs real money. People are paying like grands to have like a plot of land so they can have a house on it. Uh, that's what it'll be. We'll have like a small one bedroom flat like I live in now and there'll be a pod. And every day you go in there, you come out of it maybe to eat, you know, to take care of what you need to, to keep you, yourself alive. You know, because if you just lived in a virtual reality helmet, you know, for months, there'd be nothing left of you. Uh, we probably just will live in pods and live in that virtual reality world. And it might be better. I'm willing to give it a chance is what I'm saying. You know, I've never done virtual reality before. You know, I know there's games and stuff like that, but in terms of living in there, I would give it a shot and put it this way. Like what choice do you have? You know, I love when people say the government can't do this. They can do literally whatever they want. You know, they're backed by the most powerful people in the world. They have big tech, all these different companies behind them. They can do whatever the fuck they want. And I've just accepted that they really can't. What am I going to do? Unless you're Jeff Bezos, good luck, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I'd rather live my, now my entire life in the virtual reality world. I've spent almost 28 years in the real world, and it hasn't been great. You know, it's had good moments here and there, but I mean, come on. I want to go into a virtual reality world, you know, and live some futuristic shit, you know, flying cars and going into space and all this stuff, things that you 
can't do in the real world or you will never have the luxury of being able to do in the real world. Some people are poor and they can't afford to go on the new Shepard rocket into space. You know, so I think it'd be good. Uh, next question, John. Are you a family-orientated person? Absolutely not. Um, I've had about enough of these pigs in my family. Um, a few of them are okay. Uh, the rest of you can go fuck yourself. You degenerate scum. Uh, so no, I'm not family-orientated at all. Uh, I think it's a problem to be family-orientated and to spend too much time with your family. And I love them. You don't. Cut them out. You know, if you ever take any advice from me, is cut your family out. Just, just cut them out. They're just going to do nothing but hold you back. You know, you don't need them. You don't need people. You don't need friends. You don't need family. You know, you just need a couple of each. A couple of nice family members. A couple that you love. You know, a couple of friends. Probably not more than five, to be honest. A couple of friends. That's all you need. You don't need a hundred fucking people in your life. You, you just don't. So, and listen, if you don't believe me, try it. Cut out family members and cut out your friends and see how much happier you feel. I promise you, you know, the results are almost instant. You're like, I can't believe that I literally wasted my time being around people this whole fucking time. It's great. Uh, so, no, I definitely ain't family oriented. Uh, and the final question from the internet would you rather be an overweight chocolate addict or thin but allergic to chocolate? Um, an overweight chocolate addict or thin but allergic to chocolate? I gotta be honest. I would, I'd rather be an overweight chocolate addict because, like, I love people who are just like fat and angry. You know, they are some of my favorite people. Like, they just. You know, just like just eating chocolate and someone tries to take a bit, just fuck you, it's all around their face and they're just mad. I'm perfect. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm completely healthy. Yes, I'm 400 pounds and I can't move, but I'm healthy. You eat a fucking salad. I can eat chocolate every day and still be healthy. I'm perfect. That's what everyone tells me. You know, you know, if you're thin and allergic, like someone who's like thin and allergic to chocolate, you know, they're considered like the devil in society in these days. Ah, uh, what's wrong with you? Thin and allergic to chocolate. No one likes that person. They, oh, I'm allergic to it. Just, you know, just thin and just shredded. Like, you know, you get so much hate for that. Unless you're a fat pig who eats nothing but bars of chocolate every day. You know, shut, shut your mouth. You should, you should not be talking. You shouldn't be allowed to vote. You shouldn't be allowed to leave your home, to be honest. You have to be overweight on the verge of death with chocolate stains on your shirt. Or, or, you know, shut your mouth. You shouldn't be talking. Do you want to be perfect? Then be overweight. Be morbidly obese. And, you know, that's it. People just like... I don't know if they're like being led on by people. I've started to have my suspicions that when they're saying, oh, you know, you're perfect just the way you are. Yes, you have to have a sleep apnea machine. Yes, you're diabetic and you've had to lose a foot, but you're perfect. Maybe they're doing it just to keep them on that course. Because we do have too many people on this planet. Maybe they're trying to wean out the fatties. You know. Um, I'd rather be an overweight chocolate addict. They seem like they're having a whale of a time these fat people just eating all the time you know i saw a video it was on uh, my 600 pound life where this fat woman she's just like crying because she can't have a bowl of cereal you know eight people got lifted out of bed and a badge is out and it was crazy but she's perfect isn't she you shouldn't tell that woman that she's unhealthy and maybe you know go for a walk maybe put down the bowls of cereal Maybe stop eating 10 pounds of chicken every day. Maybe just an idea to float out there. You know, I'm not a prick for saying that. You know, it has to stop. You know, listen, 
you want to eat, go ahead and eat. But stop saying that it's healthy. Stop saying, oh, there's no actual, you know, correlation to being healthy. And just shut up. You're not a fucking doctor. You're a fat fucking a bed. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I would rather be an overweight chocolate addict. See, I'm on your side. They're just dope jokes. Shut your mouth. Oh, I don't know. Unless you want to write an article about how the number one comedy podcast in Wales, you know, the host of it, Luke Cartman, was talking shit about fat people. Get, get writing. Let's get the notes out. You know, Wales Online, where you at? You know, I've gone after multiple world leaders. I've done a lot on this podcast and all the range of episodes. The range of episodes? Uh, the whole library of episodes. I've gone after multiple people. There's been some great content. Start Ryan articles. Um, this is what time we are. Damn, 1.06, an hour and six minutes. Uh, what time is it now? Fucking hell. I got to get out of here. I have to get ready for work. I have to go to my shit job and tolerate those people. So uh, this was a fun one. Thank you all for joining me, for watching, for listening. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Hit that like button. You know, listen on Spotify. Watch on YouTube. Follow me on social media at Luke Cartman and at the Luke Cartman Show. I'll be back with you all soon for another episode of the Luke Cartman Show. Take care, everyone. Peace.